welcome to Eco Impactors, brought to you by Orangutan Alliance. Hi, my name is Blaine Edwards and I am your host. On this podcast, we talk with eco innovators, thought leaders and change makers who are doing their part to make a positive impact on our planet. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe and enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Eco Impactors. Today we are joined by Jack, aka the Kid Conservationist. Jack is a nine-year-old on a mission to protect the animals of the world. And he is also a proud Orangutan Alliance Youth Ambassador. So Jack, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, Blaine. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about some conservation and environmental related challenges, strategies, opportunities from the angle of a young, passionate conservationist like yourself. So to kickstart, can you please introduce yourself to the podcast? Hi, I'm Jack. I'm the kid conservationist. I'm the youth ambassador for Orangutan Alliance. My goal as the youth ambassador is to educate people and try to take orangutans off the endangered species list. One of the ways I'm doing this is by interviewing experts in their field on conservation and by spreading awareness by doing presentations like I have had, like I have done at Zoo Boise. What got you passionate about saving orangutans? Well, I was at the Memphis Zoo down in Memphis, Tennessee, and I was at a baby orangutan's birthday party, and it was just so cute. And I that was where I learned about what was happening to them in palm oil and deforestation. And that's when I really got passionate about orangutans, and I really wanted to take a stance on that. And then over the summer when I went to Idaho, I became the youth ambassador for Orangutan Alliance. Awesome. So is there anyone that has inspired you along this journey to help save orangutans? I I do get inspired by lots of conservationists in their field that have done great work overall and that have tried to save, to protect the environment and the planet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those people are some some role models for you. There are a lot of reasons, there's a lot of reasons to protect animals and to care for our environment. But in your opinion, why do you think it's important to protect animals, you know, for the future of our planet? Well, animals are a part of our natural ecosystem. And without them, our planet would fall apart. Like, the rainforest, which is a natural form of life. Humans can't breathe without trees, and the rainforests keep getting cut down. And if we save animals, then we can save the rainforests along with it because the animals help the rainforest run, and the rainforests help the humans run, and it's all just one big natural ecosystem. So if we keep animals alive, it's protecting us and the planet. Yeah, that's one thing that I think we need to convey to people is the idea that hey, this ecosystem is interconnected. All these animals play a role. And if we um, don't protect one animal, that kind of has a snowball effect 
or other animals and the whole health of the ecosystem. Um, so why is it important that kids your age express what they believe in about protecting animals and our environment? Well, it's important for kids my age to express it because they're the ones who are going to be affected by this because it's their generation, it's our generation that will be affected by this if we don't do something soon. So my generation needs to focus on saving these animals to not only save ourselves, but to protect the planet and protect the animals, to protect us, to be good to the environment. We live in a world where the leaders and the decision makers and the shot callers are adults. But what can children and young people teach adults about conservation and environmental issues? Well, kids can really teach adults that there's a lot more children's books out there than adult books on all of this stuff. And the message can get across to kids a little more because their heart is more open and they don't really know what they're going to do yet. And those kids can really teach those solid-minded adults or even open-minded adults that we really need to take a stance now because kids are the ones who are going to be affected, as I said, and they are the ones to teach adults, hey, you need to help us. So perhaps teaching adults to be more open-minded and also teaching them the reality that it's the youth, it's the young people of today that will be affected in the future if we get things wrong. Um, what have been some of the hardest parts about being a kid conservationist? Well, some of the hardest parts is learning about the animals that are endangered and that could go extinct is like at the Wildlife Conservation Film Festival in New York, I saw this animation that was about how animals could go extinct and what's happening to them. And it was a quick little animation, but I was crying and it was really affecting me. So that's one of the hardest parts is actually doing the learning about it. From a youth perspective, I feel like maybe some children feel like they don't have a voice. So what would you say to other children who feel they are too young to make an impact on environmental issues? Well, maybe talk to your parents, talk to your grown-ups at home and tell them, hey, I really want to take a stance in this, but I feel a little too young. Could you help me out with this? So ask your parents for a bit of help. And yeah, that's that's one way that they could do it. And get educated. And if you feel a little too young, ask someone for help. And how do you get educated on these issues? Is it a lot of it online or... Well, I read a lot of books on it. I check out a ton from the library. As I said, there's a lot more kids' books than adults' books on this, as I would think. So I go to the library and check out all these books on endangered animals and orangutans and Indonesia and Malaysia. And so I, one of the, my main sources is probably books. Oh, books, nice. Is it, who has supported you along this journey and how did they help you? Well, my parents have supported me by helping me go palm oil free and my grandparents have supported me 
buy like some of their favorite candies they don't buy anymore because it has palm oil. And some of my friends at school uh, and some of my uh, cousins and neighbors. So really people that I know have said, hey, if this is happening, then I don't want to help this happen. So yeah, so you're passionate about this and you got some support from your family and also some some of your close friends. One thing that I'm starting to see is there's a lot more people like you who are taking a stand and standing up for the planet and, and animals. What advice would you give to parents who have children like you who are passionate about protecting our planet? Well, parents, support your kids in this. This is a very important topic and you should support your kids because it's very important. If they want to do this, it's the more the merrier to help these animals. So the more support we can get is parents, encourage your kids to do this, help them along the way, and really support your kids on this. Support your kids on what they want to do, no matter what it is. What advice would you give to other kids who want to help protect animals like you? Well, it's a great thing to do. It's good for the planet and it's good for you. It's it's good for everyone, really. And you should go with what you want to do. So for those kids out there, try your best. Step one, educate. Step two, take a stance, do the right thing. And so for you, educate yourself. For others, educate them. For companies, educate them. Step two, take a stance and do the right thing for yourself, for others, and for bigger companies like Ben & Jerry's has is palm oil free and eco-friendly. So I know they're one of the companies that do that. And they took a stance and did the right thing when they were educated. Mm-hmm. So if, it, if someone young wants to take a stance like you, what are some options for them? Starting an Instagram account, starting like a Facebook awareness page? Well, one of the ways is trying to tell companies to go palm oil free, write them letters. And for yourself, go palm oil free and do some other things for the environment. Educate others and encourage others to go palm oil free, encourage yourself to go palm oil free. And so, yeah, write letters, educate is one of the bigger steps, but taking a stance is probably doing what you can for the environment, like going palm oil free and donating money to like animals. I think that's a good idea. So I did see on your page that you have um, sent a few letters to different companies. Um, what companies have you sent those to and what did you say in the letter? Well, I sent them to Hershey, Nestle, and Kellogg's. And in that letter, I told them about some alternatives for palm oil and some of the reasons why palm oil isn't the best and telling them what palm oil is doing and how they're using products and I actually got a letter back from two of those companies so they're they're both hoping to take a stance wow that's actually so you two of those companies replied to your letter 
Yes. Well, that's impressive. Well done. Thank you. Were they responses of a positive nature? They were they were both pretty positive saying like, well, if we're trying to take a stance and do the right thing as you want us to do, and so we're trying our best to do that and it was really positive. Okay, well done. Do you plan on, because it was such a positive strategy, that one, do you think you'll send more letters to different companies or were they the main ones? I'm hoping to send more letters to different companies to also inform them about it as they, if they use palm oil, maybe they just aren't educated. Maybe they don't know step one. So if you don't know step one, you can't do step two along with a lot of other processes. Like if you want to do a presentation, first you have to do the research. Definitely. All begins with step one, which is the education. So you mentioned this is a new journey for you, eight months in. What are your plans for the near future? Do you have any interviews that you're going to have with people, doing any talks, anything like that planned? Uh, I'm hoping on working on a few different videos, maybe orangutan awareness week is coming up. So I'm thinking about making a video on that. And so always new things to come and fingers crossed we can learn a little more from others no matter what and so always educating and more ways to educate and more ways to take a stance and do the right thing are always popping up just around the corner and I want to uh I want to find more ways to do that yeah I think that's a great idea Okay, so we're, we're nearing the end of the interview. Um, there's a couple more questions I have left. Um, before I get to the last couple, how can people connect with you online? Well, you can, my Instagram and Facebook are at Kid Conservationist, and my YouTube is Kid Conservationist. So if you could subscribe and follow, that would be great. And also take a stance and do the right thing educate others and if you want to get in touch send me a message through one of those or comment on youtube or comment on one of the posts mm -hmm. i think i may know the answer to this question but what is your favorite animal and why well i like orangutans because i they're just so cute <laughs> they really are they are and cute. i also like dogs because i have a pet dog yeah they're really cuddly and he's a small one so he likes to cuddle and i used to have a big dog and he thought he was a small dog and sometimes even a human so <laughs> they're always silly uh, they're always cuddly they're always fun so i like dogs and yeah okay so the last question what do you hope, this is a big one, what do you hope the world looks like when you grow up? What I, I know that forests can't replenish in like five years. They take time to grow. So the damage that has been done, we, we can still do. We can still replace that, but it will take time. So when I grow up, I don't want it to be this 
big, beautiful land. That's for years to come. But what I want to see is progress. Progress for the wild. And I want to see these huge trees that have these huge trunks and then these small baby trees that maybe were growing for 10 years and these huge trees that have been there for like 200, 300 years. So that's progress. Thanks everyone for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe and leave a review. It really does help us out growing this channel. Thanks again and we will see you in the next episode.